The MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Edgeboost. Edgeboost enables you to double your bet with no interest. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to get started today. Welcome everybody to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, coming to you from Newcastle upon Tyne in the northeast of England. Today is Sunday, May the 21st, and we are here to have a look across a 12-game card of action for Monday, May the 22nd. It's an OG special joining me, the hardest working man at SGPN, Mr. Moonaf. Daddy cool, Manji Moonaf, how you doing? <laughs> Doing well. Good to be back on the MLB uh, pod. Uh, Missed you guys. It's a new week. It's always fun to, to kind of uh, Sunday to kind of get our heads together and uh, get ready for the new week of baseball. I know there's been some great action happening over the last week or so in a couple of weeks, but we're starting to see some teams kind of round into form here, Mal. I know um, we've talked throughout during the regular season how we know that some teams are going to be bad, some teams are going to be good, some teams are going to be contending, but um, yeah, looking forward to another uh, week of baseball. Yeah, you're right. There's a few teams that we and we shouldn't do this. I know, but it's so hard when you look at the recent form and you see a team of uh, one, two out of the last ten and stuff. But the Cardinals are suddenly back and scoring a gazillion runs every night. Uh, the Dodgers are just starting to flex the muscles a bit. Um, we did have one uh, comment waiting for us in the comment section before we got here. Uh, from Christopher Moore, which just says Astros offense is pathetic in capital letters. Um, so that was a nice um, a nice start for us. Um, I'll tell you what, Moonaf, though. Um, we've got a nice a new dynamic in our relationship, Moonaf, is the uh, midnight baby mm-hmm. feeding, Moonaf, where we have a little chat. Because normally you do all <laughs> our chats at different times of the day. But now I'll send a message at nine in the morning. And all of a sudden I'll get a reply. And I just know that you're sitting there uh, with your bottle and your baby. So is, that, is this what's going on now? Is it, the, uh, is it the midnight feed reply? Is that what you're doing? That's exactly what it is now. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. Yeah, he usually – he like he has an alarm system, like an internal body clock. Like every two hours, like right on the dot, he's like, oh, he'll start wailing. So me and my wife, we try to stay ahead of it, have the bottle ready for him, but – yeah, that's I'm usually like either on my phone, you know, feeding them at the same time, trying to check scores and things like that, or responding to messages. But yeah, um, you kind of turn into a zombie after the first couple of nights. Your body just gets used to it. So yeah, I'm on my phone. I'll be answering messages or tweets or looking at the schedule for the next day or so. Yeah, it did make me laugh when the first message popped up. I thought, what's Moon after we up at this time? And then it dawned on me. Yeah, okay. so oh, that's cute, Moon after the. There's a few people in the chat congratulating you, um, Randy, and TVDBG, amongst others as well. Um, now, have you noticed, Moonaf, my uh, Newcastle Nighthawks jersey is missing the day behind us? Why is it missing, Moonaf? Uh, so I'll say this. Either you had a really good game here today and there's some fan that was in the stands that wanted your <laughs> autograph and you took your jersey off like the gentleman that you are and uh, autographed it and sent him on his way and made his day. 
Uh, well, not that extravagant, no, because oh. I've been wearing it, Moonaf. Because uh, <laughs> we've had a game, it was exciting. I'll tell you what, what a beautiful day it's been today. Um, normally, when I talk to you, the rain is going sideways past the window. Um, yeah. But not a cloud in the sky today, so I went down. I haven't practised much, Moonaf, so I wasn't expecting to get a game. Um, I took my chair and I just got my arse in my chair mm-hmm. and the umpire shouted play ball and everyone ran on the field. And our first baseman done his knee, his knee popped out. Literally, as they were winding up for the first pitch. Um, so Jose looked across to me and went, you, you're in. He did call me Steve. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> so that tells you the level that I'm working at here. I'm clearly, I've clearly made a big uh, impression in the clubhouse, Muna. Steve, you're in. So, <laughs> so you I played... Turn around, you probably turned around and looked behind you. I was like, who is Steve? <laughs> Steve. What I did in about the fourth inning... I went up to the little the, the batting lineup and like got my finger and rubbed Steve off <laughs> and wrote my name in. Uh, batting seventh, um, just Joe said. Then Josie had a look. He was like, "Ah, oh, shit! I've been calling you Steve all day." <laughs> um, so yeah, I played two legs of the double header moon off, and I am crippled. My feet are in shreds. Um, I'm psychologically in tatters. That's why I've got my little red face because I've been out in the sunshine. You got um, a little more red today as well. I noticed that. I had a, well, I had a lovely time. The exercise, mate, does you good, does it? Like, yeah, whatever it releases in your brain. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, uh, I got a hit. I scored. I scored the first run of the game. That was exciting. Yeah. Uh, we won nine to nothing, and then we won seventeen to four in the second game. Um, struck out looking. Struck out swinging. Um, yeah, one hit, one steal, two walks. And oh, I returned a beautiful double play moon off, and the umpire mm. didn't call the um, he called the runner safe at first. I was not happy about it. Got the man at second, pivoted right arm like a traction engine into first, called him safe. But yeah, I've had a lovely time doing it. Um, so there you go, right? Then let's oh, I'll tell you, what I need to Noah's beaten me in that fantasy league as well. So Sunday night. Mm. Uh, and Noah has got the beating of me at the moment. It's tight. I need a little win. Pablo Lopez needs to shove another four in in scoreless, and I might just uh, overhaul him. But we've got 12 games on Monday. Yeah, we will get to. I'll tell you first about Edge Boost. Um, Edge Boost, if you haven't signed up, you are missing out. Edge Boost is the world's first bet now, pay later visa card. Uh, similar to buy now, pay later programs. Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest and pay back the advance over four equal weekly instalments. That's right, 0% interest. Simply deposit funds into your account and EdgeBoost will match the deposit so you can use double the funds on any legal sports betting site. Edge currently offers up to $2,500 in advances, up to $2,500 that you can add to your bankroll. Um, our EdgeBoost double down play of the day will be upcoming in a little while. Uh, so look out for that. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to sign up today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge. Must be 21 years old to use. Only valid in legal gambling states. Problem gambling, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Um, the one other thing we need to mention is um, how Dylan Rockford has single-handedly fixed the Mets, Muna. Yes. Um, exactly, he's just fixed them. They, um, they've gone on a five-game winning streak since Dylan was jumping up and down in his chair the other night. Um, that, I know you clipped that, that today. Was that somebody clipped that and put it out on Twitter? Because that's the most animated I've ever seen, Dylan. And they haven't lost yeah. the game since. 
Yeah, I was going to mention the same thing. That's probably the most animated I've seen him, um, not only on our pod here on MLB, but also he's also part of the NFL uh, gambling podcast crew. So, yeah, we, we got the video team or the social team to, you know, clip it, and then we got it out on, on Twitter. So now, Mal, if, if the Mets do go on to win the World Series, we're going to have to bookmark that. <laughs> we're going to have to bookmark that yeah. team and, and Rand, and, and uh, I think the city of New York – uh, we'll have to, at least us outside, we'll have to uh, give a huge thank you to Dylan for uh, his rant uh, a couple nights ago with you. But yeah, it was epic. I've never seen Dylan like that. <laughs> it was good. It made me laugh a lot. Yeah, it was a where do you want your statue moment for Dylan. We'll, uh, we'll see how they go. But certainly, that's another team I mentioned the Cardinals, I mentioned the Dodgers. And all of a sudden, I mean, literally, it was last maybe Thursday night or Wednesday night. Yeah. Um, and we're kind of writing the Mets off, which I mean, you just never, ever learn. Um, in baseball, um, what's what's about to go down? The first game tomorrow. Now, what I'll do at the, the top of the show, I'll caveat that we've got because there's a lot of baseball going on as we speak. Um, they are of these twelve games. We've got a couple of TBD pitches, a couple of question marks, and I've got at least two games off the board, which isn't bad, actually. It can sometimes be worse. There are 12 games on Monday, so we can handicap lots of them for you. Uh, the first one, 6-10 Eastern first pitch, is the Chicago White Sox and the Cleveland Guardians. Now, this is completely flip-flops, because this morning I handicapped Mike Clevenger for the White Sox, and he's gone off the mm-hmm. slate. He is TBD, and I had no pitcher for Cleveland, and I'm now seeing uh, Hunter Gaddis um, for Cleveland. So, at this point... I don't know what to do with any of this. Do you have any suggestions? Uh, no, I mean, we don't have lines like you mentioned. And then the White Sox, um, like you mentioned, had Mike Clevenger and then flipped. I do see Hunter Gaddis um, starting uh, for the Guardians, but I think you and I both know, and a lot of our listeners know that he hasn't been very good uh, thus far this season. 6.86 ERA. Um, they did bring him out of the bullpen in his last uh, last appearance, which was way back on April 22nd, which probably, I don't know if he got sent down or he was coming uh, or if he would go into the IL, but um, yeah, he was just off to a rough start. So maybe he's fixed some, fixed some mechanical things, but again, without a pitch for the White Sox, we can't go off of much here, Mel. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll move on to some stuff that we can handicap fully. Uh, next up, 635 Eastern first pitch. It's the Texas Rangers and the Pittsburgh Pirates, where Dane Dunning takes the ball for Texas. And we have Luis L. Ortiz. I don't know what the second L is for, but I like it. He will go for Pittsburgh. Uh, Dunning and the Rangers are minus 140. Ortiz and the Pirates are plus 120. Um, I've got no totals on that yet. I'll fetch that out. But Munaf, um, Dunning against Ortiz. Yeah, total I see uh, eight and a half, uh, minus 120 towards the over. But yeah, Rangers and the Pittsburgh Pirates here, a little interleague matchup to start the week. Uh, Dane Dunning has been really good, Mal, for the Texas Rangers thus far this season. On the season, he is 4-0 with a 1.69 ERA, uh, 37 and one-third innings pitch. He's only allowed seven earned runs in that span. And in the nine starts that he has made uh, this season, um, he has, I'm sorry, not uh, starts, but he started in three straight games to the Rangers. Let me start with that. But on the season, he hasn't allowed more than two earned runs uh, in any of his appearances. Uh, the three starts that he has made over his last three games, 
He is 2-0 with a 1.59 ERA, 17 innings pitch, three earned runs, 12 strikeouts, two walks. And the offense has been really good for the Texas Rangers. They put up a lot of runs today. I think they were at 11 uh, the last time I saw the score for the Rangers. Uh, for the other side, Luis Ortiz so far this season. It's kind of been a guy that's been out of the bullpen. It's kind of a uh, spot starter for the Pirates, but he hasn't been very good for the Pirates. Um, two appearances this season, 0-2 with a 5.62 ERA. Eight innings pitch total, five earned runs he's allowed. He's a, a four uh, four strikeouts, I'm sorry, and five walks he's allowed. On base percentage of 432 he's given up. So it hasn't been very good for him. And then at night, 0-2 with a 5.62 ERA. So... I think this one was pretty simple for me, Mel. You have the better offense. You have the better pitcher on the mound. Um, I think there's some great value here on the run line for the Rangers. I think their offense can carry into Pittsburgh here. Uh, so I'm going to go with minus one and a half, plus 125 for the Texas Rangers against the Pirates to start the week. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, any one of the three bets, if you wanted to see Texas on the money line, run line, or a team total, um, yep. pay your money and take your choice. We talked to uh, myself and Noah on Friday night about this division, the AL West uh, for Texas. And Dunning has really been the massive plus because he's kind of the SP5. And without Jacob deGrom, um, Andrew Heaney needs to take a little step forward. But Dane Dunning's been the one um, who's really just given them that little extra boost from being kind of a, a team that are a few games over 500 uh, to a team that are, that are going along really nicely at the top. So, yeah, I would take any combination of Texas uh, that you want to put together uh, in this one. 6-4 Eastern first pitches, the St. Louis Cardinals and the Cincinnati Reds. We have two left-handed pitchers going. Jordan Montgomery for St. Louis and we have Brandon Williamson uh, going for Cincinnati. It's minus 175 on the cards, plus 155 on the Reds with a total of nine and a half. Um, Montgomery has a... He's kind of a, a symptom of what's been going on at St. Louis. 3.72 ERA in his last five. He's two and six on the year, 4.21 ERA, but 3.72 in his last five. Um, but the cards have lost all of them five starts. Um, he's yeah. given up multi-home runs uh, his last twice. However, the cards are going along a hell of a lot better. They scored tons of runs this week. They've put another double figures up tonight, I think. Uh, they put 10 mm -hmm. on so far against the Dodgers. Um, his four road starts have come in with a 2.55 ERA. Uh, yeah, in St. Louis, 7-3 in the last 10 and been excellent this weekend. Um, Brandon Williamson had one start and it was really good um, in Colorado, pitched five and two-thirds, only gave up two hits, one earned run, uh, which was a solo bomb and struck out six batters. Can he back it up is the answer. Um I think both pitchers can go for a few here. Um, the total's high, but I'm happy to take it. St. Louis is going runs for fun. They can easily knock out seven or eight more tomorrow. And I think Montgomery's normally good for three or four. Cincinnati's um, offense isn't too bad. Um, they're fairly competitive against um, the New York Yankees this weekend as well. Uh, so I'll take a little punt. I wouldn't mind a half run back. I wouldn't mind this being at nine, uh, but I'll take the over nine and a half, Muna. Yeah, Jordan Montgomery, like you mentioned, the Cardinals have lost, what, is it seven straight starts by him? Um, he had, he, he's had two bad starts. The last one was against the Cubs in Chicago, Mal, where he gave up six earned runs. 
off of seven hits in five innings. Um, he just hasn't got the run support. So I think, like you mentioned, this weekend against the Dodgers, they've been able to put up runs. Uh, they got, like you mentioned, another double-digit run scored tonight against the um, Dodgers pitching. So I think that may carry over. The one thing I do like looking at, obviously, when we talk about left-handed pitching is how teams are doing against left-handed pitching. So St. Louis is creeping up into top 10 over the last um, – two weeks against left-handed pitching in WRC plus Cincinnati number 18. Um, I, I can't argue with you. Maybe if we look at a first five innings um, over in this game or a full game over as well, I think that you'll see runs being put up in this game. Uh, just talking back to the Texas Rangers briefly, um, Christopher in the, in the chat saying that the Rangers are covering um, over 88% um, on the run line this year in the games that they've won. So there's a great stat um, to get on your side uh, yeah, and use stuff. to your advantage. Uh, next, we will go 6.40 Eastern is the Toronto Blue Jays and the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, Chris Bassett goes for Toronto. Um, and we saw Josh Fleming um, listed for the Rays, but now I believe it's going to be Trevor Kelly. Um, Josh Fleming's name's down there every day. It's like a place order. Yeah. Instead of putting TBD, they just throughout Josh Fleming. Um, I feel like I've handicapped him a thousand times. He's never actually played. But um, Trevor Kelly, one of the lesser lights in this Tampa Bay organization and uh, a tough task against Chris Bassett tomorrow, Munaf. Chris Bassett. Uh, no lines, sorry, by the way. I haven't got any lines with, with this pitching situation. I don't know if you've got any. Uh, yeah, I don't see lines yet either. I think, yeah, like you mentioned, we're probably still waiting for that confirmation on the pitcher. Uh, for the Rays, but uh, I could quickly touch on Chris Bassett here. He's been really good over his last three starts. He's gone, uh, let's see, 23 innings, 2-0 and with a 0.00 ERA. So he's on a scoreless uh, inning streak here for the Tampa Bay, sorry, for the Toronto Blue Jays. Um, he has gotten a little bit of trouble on the road, uh, but he gave up, let's see, and that was really against the... Um, the Astros, it wasn't even the Astros. It was his first start or second start of the season. Uh, sorry, the, no, first start, I'm starting to say, against the Cardinals where he gave up nine earned runs. But other than that, he's been really solid for the uh, Toronto Blue Jays. So I think you maybe want to continue riding the hot hand here of Chris Bassett. Um, again, depending on who starts here for the Rays, Mal, um, I think it's just going to be another bullpen day. You know, we know how the Rays like to deal with their bullpen uh, days uh, when they're kind of down pitchers or trying to get them some extra rest. But this might be a game where you want to maybe look at the under because Chris Bassett's in good form. And, uh, you know, we, the bullpen of the Tampa Bay Rays has been solid uh, for several seasons. So I would lean towards the under. But again, no lines up yet. Yeah, you're right. It's it's, it's um, Chris Bassett and whether or not you go with a hot hand, he has been really good. Tampa Bay... At least they proved kind of a little bit beatable recently. They're kind of they're dropping kind of one in three now after that ridiculous hot start they dropped on this afternoon uh, to the Brewers. But yeah, I ain't got an awful much more to add to that one. Uh, so we will move on to a 6.40 Eastern first pitch between the Arizona Diamondbacks and the Philadelphia Phillies where left-handed pitcher Tommy Henry goes for Arizona and Zach Wheeler is on the bump for Philly. Plus 155 for the Snakes. Minus 175 for the Phillies. Total comes in at eight and a half. Uh, Tommy Henry, one and one, with a level five ERA on the year. Um, he's had very similar starts, really, um, but they've been noticeably worse on the road. Um, loads of runs in his starts as well. The, the last four, um, 17 runs, eight, 15 and 15. 
I'm sure the overs yeah. have been um, absolutely hammering in. Zach Wheeler, three and three on the year, four six, uh, three fifty six in his last five. He's got a three thirty four home ERA. Philly uh, been scoring runs on this home stand. They're playing a lot better uh, on this home stand. I'm just trying to look what they've done this evening. I'm, now I've said that, they'll have blanked, won't they? Uh, yeah, they won 2-1. So they, uh, they scored enough runs uh, tonight. Um, I think Philly on this... Uh, seven of the last eight, they have won on the run line. They've covered the run line. Um, so if you're going to take Philly to win, I think you can do it on the run line. The minus 175, so you'll get, probably get a price of or maybe a shade over even money on the on the run line, Munaf. Yeah, um, I think from, well, let me see if we see. Yeah, you see it's a plus 115 on the run line for the Phillies, minus one and a half. Yeah, okay, that'd be my pick. Yeah, um, I think we're going to find out, Mal, in this game about how bad Tommy Henry is or how bad the Phillies offense is against left-handed pitching. Because you take a look for the Philadelphia Phillies over the last, uh, let's do two weeks, they are dead last in team batting average against left-handed pitching at at uh at 190. Their slugging is also at number 20 at 400 WRC plus. They are number 29 out of 30 teams over the last two weeks. And like you mentioned, Tommy Henry, he's susceptible to giving up runs. He's given up at least three earned runs in three out of his five starts, uh, four earned runs in two of the last four starts. So I think we might see runs in this game. Um, I think Tommy Henry can give up a few. I think Zach Wheeler can give up a few as well. If we want to take a look at the first five innings over in this game, um, I, I'm not comfortable laying the minus 175 price uh, with the Phillies, especially how bad they are against left-handed pitching. Um, so I'll, I'll root for some runs in this game. I'll take the first five over in this game. Okay, first five over for Muna. 7.20 Eastern first pitch. In the LA Dodgers uh, visiting the Atlanta Braves. we Gavin Stone um, takes the ball for the Dodgers and Charlie Morton goes for the Braves. Plus 110 on the Dodgers, minus 130 on the Braves. Totally here has set it nine and a half. So I'm using notes on this one. This is kind of the, the, the game in the series um, with the, we've had some rookies come up. So Gavin Stone, um, I think the, the Dodgers are going to use their fourth and sixth ranked prospects in this game. Gavin Stone has already, we've seen him so far this season, but then they've called up Bobby Miller. Um, Bobby Miller is going to pitch later in this series as well. Um, he's been, he will be called up later in the week. And just a, a note um, on Schuster as well. Schuster for Atlanta uh, picked mm. up his first win. Gavin Stone's going to get a few more starts, multiple starts, I think covering for Dustin May. Uh, but yeah, interesting both teams are getting stuck into the rookies this week. Uh, so this is an interesting one because you've got the old guy, Munaf, uh, taking on the youth in Gavin Stone. Yeah, Gavin Stone got his first start of the season for the Dodgers in his last game, which was against the Phillies back on May 3rd. Four innings, he allowed eight hits, four earned runs, two walks, five runs overall he allowed. Didn't give up any home runs. Um, and that is pretty much the only info that we do have on him. Uncle Charlie Morton has been, I guess we should say consistent uh, for the Atlanta Braves this season. Um, thus far, he is, let's see here, 5-3 and three with a 2.85 ERA on the season. At home, he's 2-1 and one with a 2.50 ERA. I think the one stat that really jumped out to me, Mal, about Charlie Morton 
is that he's been really good when the lights are on um, in Atlanta, or at least at night. Five and one with a two point five zero ERA at night for Charlie Morton. Uh, he's only allowed ten earned runs and uh, thirty six innings pitched at night. Um, I know the Braves have struggled at home, but equally the Dodgers on the road have the similar record to a home record of the Atlanta Braves. I think I'm going to trust the Braves here. I think I'm going to trust Charlie Morton here as well. Um, it's a cheap price of minus 125. I think that the Atlanta Braves offense can get to Gavin Stone here. So I'll take the Braves on the money line, minus 125 here against the Dodgers. Okay. Um, yeah, I like the the Dodgers here as well. I'm just – Charlie Morton's fitted into my old guy fade that I do feel like I'm banging on about a little bit. But um, Gavin Stone, I think, was a little bit unlucky his first time. I he deserves another chance. Um, and you say the Dodgers are heating up. Um, well, they've, they've been involved in a bit of a uh, topsy-turvy series with the cards this weekend. But the Dodgers are going along just fine. And you, it's not often you get the Dodgers at, at a plus-money price. I think this is a good spot, uh, plus-110 for the LA Dodgers. Um, we are halfway through the slate. I will tell you for, next about Shady Rays before we move on. Shady Rays is teaming up with SGPN for Shady May. Not only you'll get an amazing 50% off, but you have a chance to win $500 uh, Shady Rays have got you covered from the sun to the slopes with their premium polarised shades. Um, and do not forget the no questions asked uh, returns policy um, if you break them um, or you can return them. Damage them, no questions asked. Um, free within 30 days, Shady Rays will have your back. For our international listeners, Shady Rays has got you covered as well with shipping to Canada, Australia, New Zealand and the UK. Go to shadyrays.com, use the code SGPN for 50% off two or more pairs of polarised sunglasses. And remember, May is almost over, so make sure to take your receipts to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash shady for your chance to win the $500 Shady May contest. Okay, second half of the card starts with a 7.40 Eastern first pitch between the Detroit Tigers and the Kansas City Royals, where Michael Lorenzen pitches for Detroit and Brady Singer goes for KC. Uh, it's tight on the books, plus 100, even money. On the Tigers, minus 120 on the Royals and a total at eight and a half. Um, my pick here was fairly straightforward because this is my guy. It's Michael Lorenzen. Often talk about the man, talk him up. And it's against these pesky Kansas City Royals pitchers that somehow every time I turn my back, Noah sneaks another Kansas City Royals pitcher into our <laughs> fantasy team. I don't know how he does it. Like, he just waits. He must know wait till I'm at work and then just gets on the waiver wire and sneaks another one in. Um, and I'm sick of them. I'm sick of them all. I'm sick of Brady Singer as well. Um, Michael Lorenzen, however, um, has been outstanding recently. His last five starts, he's pitched um, to a 210 ERA. 20 innings pitch. He's only given up two earned runs. He's not given up any bombs. Um, he's striking out more batters, I think, which gives an indication of his confidence. He's got his stuff good. Lorenzen's always had the ability... And I'm pleased that he's shown it recently. Um, Brady Singer's numbers are absolutely horrible. Uh, three and four on the year, seven or nine ERA. But his last two have been decent. Um, Singer's one of these blokes I just can't get right. Um, but I do think you kind of have to take his recent form um, as more his usual self than these horrible blow-up starts. The both offences we're aware aren't great. I think Detroit are more competitive. I would take two bets here 
Um, I like Detroit at even money, plus 100. But I do like the under as well. If you don't trust the Tigers, I think you can safely take the under eight and a half. Um, I like Lorenzen. I will give Singer one more chance. Yeah, I, like you, I couldn't, or I know you like the Tigers here for right reasons as well, but um, I couldn't put my money on either one of these teams right now. But dug a little deeper on Brady Singer in his career against the Tigers. He's 6-0 and with a 2.44 ERA. Um, so obviously very familiar with the Tigers being in the same division in the AL Central. So I agree with you that the, the when I looked at these numbers and the, the kind of dove deeper into the pitching stats, especially for Michael Lorenzen, like you mentioned, who's been really good, uh, I brought myself to the under uh, eight and a half as well. I think a little duel here between these two teams. Uh, I'll go with the under eight and a half here, Mel. Okay. Um, next up is... Uh, 7.40 Eastern first pitch, the San Francisco Giants and the Minnesota Twins. Uh, officially TBD on the Giants. I have Alex Cobb um, and Bailey Ober for Minnesota. No lines as a result of the Giants not confirming their SP. Moon, after you know much about this one? Um, I saw Alex Cobb as well. Give me a second here. Let me refresh my page if there's anything updated. Uh, yeah, I do see Alex Cobb, but no lines yet. I don't know if you see the line. Do you see any lines there, Mel, for this game? No. Okay. Uh, I mean, I can tell you about uh, Bailey Ober uh, here quickly. Um, so the Twins have won four of his five starts so far this season. He's been really good uh, for the Twins this season. He's three and zero with a one point seven eight ERA, thirty and one thirds innings pitch. He's only allowed six earned runs. Now three of those earned runs came in one start, which was against the uh, Padres two starts ago on May eleventh, where he did give up three earned runs, like I mentioned. Um, but the Twins still won that game five to three. He's been like I mentioned, outstanding for the uh, Twins at home so far this season. He's pitched seventeen and one third innings, allowed only five earned runs. 2.60 ERA and at night 2 and 0 with its 0.69 ERA he's only allowed one earned run in 13 innings pitch so depending on what the line comes out here Mal uh, I would probably I am going to back the the Twins here if it is Alex Cobb he's been in really good form as well for the uh, San Francisco Giants I would look towards the under anything at eight and a half I would definitely slam the under for this game yeah I just feel like the the Giants just do the same thing every night. I'm really, really bored of them. Like um, they're always tight. Um, they've got some good pitches. They just don't score enough runs, and it's really, really hard to back them um, yeah. because you know you're going to have to back them. They're going to have to win three to two or something. Um, really like Bailey Ober, huge fan. Um, so yeah, I would I would be taking Minnesota. Oh, what maybe at a price about minus one thirty? If I was giving you a line, uh, that would be my line. But um, the top of my head. So, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, definitely the Twins for me. I just can't trust the Giants until they put a little bit uh, more together. Uh, next is, um, I've been stitched up on the pitches here because it's a 7-4 Eastern first pitch between the Houston Astros and the Milwaukee Brewers. Christian Javier will go for Houston. Uh, I had Colin Ray, Colin Rhea, Ray, initially going for the Ray. Brewers. Yep. And, yeah, do you still see him? I actually see I'm Corbin not... Burns. Yeah, when did that happen? I'm sure that's happened in like the last 15 minutes or so, you know. 
Yeah, um, when I was handicapping, I did see his name, uh, Corbin Burns. But uh, yeah, I think it might just be Corbin Burns tomorrow. I don't see any lines yet, though. In your country, Moon, after you have that song, Driving Home for Christmas, do you have that one? Uh, I'm sure we do. I'm just not familiar with it. Okay, you're not familiar with my just That song by a bloke who lives near here, who's called Chris Rear. Um, so when I saw C Rear in the thing, it just reminded me of that. So I spent an hour singing <laughs> Driving Home for Christmas this morning uh, when I was getting dressed to go out for baseball, which was nice and seasonal in the middle of May. Um, so, yeah, I've got lines, minus 115 on Houston yeah. and minus 105 on the Brewers. So that looks about right for Javier V. Burns, I would have said, uh, with a total of eight. Javier, four and one on the season, 325 ERA. He's settled into this season now. Um, pretty reliable. You're getting good length out of him. Um, so I think you can be fairly confident of what we expect here. Corbin Burns, again, similar. Um on the season is four and three with a three forty eight ERA, uh, two and two with a two forty eight um, in his last five starts. So he's been going along really nice. He's not got an awful lot of run support actually um, off this Brewers offense, but yeah, got a nice win against Kansas, got a win against the LA Angels, and you see, yeah, Burns is absolutely fine. As discussed at the top of the show, as Chris pointed out, um, Christopher pointed out that. The Houston Astros offense is pathetic. Um, and as much as I quite I don't mind the Brewers, they, they're, they're not prolific by any stretch. Um, they beat Tampa Bay tonight with how many runs did they score? Six. Uh, that's about standard for them. That's that's more than standard for, for Milwaukee. Yeah, I thought both pitches could go well here. Um first five under would be my play. Nice old pitch in June against a couple of below-average offences. Yeah, I agree about the under. Also lean with the Brewers here as well. Um, Corbin Burns, Mal, against American League teams in his uh, career, he's 11-1 and with a 1.68 ERA against American League teams, and nice. he's already faced, yeah. Um, and I'm going to filter this down uh, to give you kind of get some context uh, this season. So Corbin Burns has already faced uh uh, four starts against American League teams: the Mariners, the Red Sox, the Angels, and the Royals. He's three and zero with a two point zero one ERA in those starts. So um, he's at home. Astros, like uh, Christopher mentioned, and we've talked about it, that the uh, offense is struggling. I mean, if you can't put up runs against the Oakland A's starting pitching and their bullpen, uh, now you're going up against Corbin Burns. I think they may run into trouble here. So I like the Brewers here on the money line at even money, and also do agree about the under, like you mentioned, between these two pitchers. Okay, we will move on to an 8.40. Eastern first pitch between the Miami Marlins and the Colorado Rockies. We have Edward Cabrera for Miami. We have officially TBD for Colorado, but I believe it's Chase Anderson. I think you agree, Munaf. Uh, no yes. lines as a result. Um, Cabrera v. Anderson, Munaf? Yeah, I'm going to start with Cabrera here. Um we know that he struggles with control and location and command, right? Because he gives up a lot of walks. Now, shockingly, in his last start against the Nationals, he didn't give up any walks. Um, and the Marlins have actually won three out of his last four starts. But I think you know, Noah's mentioned this a lot, that a lot of the the metrics or the the velocity and the, I guess, the dip, we can say the curve, the slides, 
got to take a dip when you go into Coors Field, right? Just because of the altitude. So um, I'm not sure I can trust Cabrera here. I think that for the Rockies with Chase Anderson on the mound, I mean, if I was kind of really shocked about to see how good Chase Anderson has been uh, to start the season here because over the last couple of seasons, this has been a guy that we've kind of faded when he has pitched. But um, he did get a start last week on Tuesday against the Cincinnati Reds five innings pitch in that game now he only allowed one hit to the Tampa sorry to the Cincinnati Reds so far this season 10 innings pitch total for Chase Anderson he's allowed zero earned runs and only three hits so I'll lean here with the Colorado Rockies at home I don't love it but I like what I've seen from Chase Anderson thus far and we again this could be another game where Edward Cabrera can give up four or five walks and that's how the uh, Rockies take advantage of it. So I'll lean here with the uh, Colorado Rockies on the money line. Um, I kind of do love it, Moon off. It's, it's the same decision that you've made, but you're saying you don't love it. I'm quite enamored with uh, with Chase Anderson. It looks like he's a bit of a Coorsfield specialist, in fact. Um, yeah, small sample. I'll grant you, he'll probably go over 12 runs tomorrow and I've said that. But um, he's, he's pitched well at home. And get Miami very much in the same boat as the Giants for me. It's just I find it really hard to I'm pick them for an under. Um, and it's just so hard to pick them to win a game when you know you're getting kind of maximum three or four runs out of them. Um, so, yeah, I don't know what the price will be, but I'm happy to take um, take a punt with the Rockies at all, which we're quite keen on doing here on the show anyway. Uh, so that will be my pick. Um, the penultimate game on the show tonight is the 9.38 Eastern first pitch between the Boston Red Sox and the LA Angels. Um, Tanner Houck for Boston TBD again for the Angels. I've got Chase Silseth um, going for the Angels, whether or not you can confirm or deny, Moonaf. Uh, no lines as a result, but uh, happy to handicap it. Um, did you have anything on this, Moonaf, at all, on the Angels pitching? I, I don't had... think so. I don't see anything yet. I still see TBD, but I, yeah, uh, Tanner Houck for sure for the uh, for the Red right. Sox though. Uh, Tanner Houck three and three on the year five forty eight ERA. Um, last five starts, he's given up four three six three three. So he's contributed fully to the Red Sox overs that we've enjoyed taking um, so much. You kind of know what you're going to get out of Houck. I quite like him as it goes, um, but he's he's good for three runs minimum. Um, Silseth is that's hard to say. Silseth is a long reliever, so this is kind of bullpen day or a bit of an over. We might take a piggyback starter for the Angels. Um, three and a third has been his deepest um, outing so far this season. Um, he's given up four earned runs and three earned runs twice in the three games that he's gone that deep into into those games. Um. I would take a look at, really, before you handicap, the reason there's no lines is you need to take a look at what, what the Angels' bullpen does tonight. Uh, mm-hmm. The Angels are currently locked in a 1-1 duel with the uh, Minnesota Twins. Uh, so they will be uh, the, the remaining at home, but, um, yeah, they, they've got these... They're going to empty the, the bullpen tomorrow to follow Silseth. So it all depends what they've done tonight. But I think the first five over in that case look the most reliable bet. Um, because like I say, Tanner Haug does contribute. Uh, Silseth has gone four and three uh, the few times he's gone this far. 
Um, so yeah, I think we can get over over a nice total early doors, Muna. Yeah, I remember to take a look at the Angels team total as well uh, in this game. I know I was watching the Red Sox and the uh, excuse me, the Pirates game, uh, Padres game earlier, and Corey Kluber only lasted two and one thirds innings in that game. Um, and if you take a look of how many runs the opposition has scored when Tanner, Tanner Houck has started for the Red Sox, just to put into context here, Mal, so I'll go back to around April 20th over his last five starts. He's allowed, or the opposing team has scored five, six, 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 and ten. So now you're going up against the Angels offense that features Otani, Trout, Anthony Rendon, Taylor Ward. Um, and they've been swinging the bat very well. So I think that this is an opportunity for the Angels to put up some uh, runs here as well. And again, we know how bad the Red Sox uh, bullpen has been as well. They've coughed up multiple leads uh, this season. So uh, we'll definitely keep an eye on how, uh, how many arms that the Red Sox use in their bullpen here uh, today because they're in the bottom of the fifth right now is what they 6 nothing lead for the Padres. So I think we'll see runs in this game here. Um, I made a jelly last night, Muna. Forgot to tell you that. You were, you were a fan of jelly? Uh, yeah, why not? Peanut butter well, and jelly, right? No, well... Jello. Well, kind of your jelly's probably different than ours. You might call it jello. Might you call it that? Oh, okay, okay. Then it's different. Yeah, jello. Would, would you eat a bowl of jello? Yeah, why not? Okay, what flavor? Oh, that's a good question. I would probably go with like watermelon or like green apple or something fancy, like that. Yeah, fancy. I made red flavor moon off. That's what flavor I made last night. So yeah, I'm going to have a bowl of jelly after this. That's something to look forward to. Well, uh, right, you can go in two different, kind of, a whole bunch of different ways. Like you go with strawberry, you can go with cherry. So which one was it? You just put red. a red dye in it? it. It was just red. I don't know. Okay, all right. <laughs> red flavor. That's what favorite was? You're talking about jelly for your madman. Nine forty Eastern first pitch um, is the final game. You'll be pleased to hear between the Oakland Athletics and the Seattle Mariners. Left-handed pitcher Kyle Muller for Oakland and uh, Lewis Castillo for Seattle, plus 250 on the A's, minus 303 on Seattle. Line is at seven and a half. I've written down the word stupid next to this. I don't think, Moon, if Oakland are going to bother trying, I don't know why we should bother handicapping them. Yeah, I mean, we're not going to advise our listeners to take a minus 300 uh, north of minus 300 uh, on the Mariners here, but... um, I actually like the total in this game to go over seven and a half here, Mal. I yeah, I, I think this number is too low. I mean, if you kind of take a look at Kyle Muller's numbers, he, he's just hasn't been very good. He's allowed at least four earned runs in what five out of the last six starts. He's allowed five earned runs in back-to-back starts. We've seen 17 or more runs scored in the last two starts between the Diamondbacks and the Kansas City Royals. Um, but if you want to go back even further to his April starts uh, against the Cubs, 11 total runs scored in that game, 20 runs against the uh, Baltimore Orioles, 10 against the uh, Cleveland Guardians. And Castillo had a lot of hype coming into this season about being a Cy Young uh, uh, pitcher, but he hasn't been very good either. You take a look of his last four or at least last three starts here, Mal. 0-2 with a 6.35 ERA, 17 innings pitched, 12 earned runs. He's allowed only 20 strikeouts in that span. Um, doesn't give up a lot of walks, but he has given up hard contact. Um, he allowed three home runs to the Red Sox in his last start in Fenway Park. Um, so I think that the seven and a half number is really conservative. I think that the A's can get a couple here. I also think the Mariners can, you know, put up four, five, six runs in this game as well, because we know for the Oakland A's, the starting pitching has been bad. And also the uh, bullpen is really bad as well. And early on in the season, the Mariners uh, offense against left-handed pitching was 
abysmal, but they've really improved over the last two weeks. I want to say they're above league average against left-handed pitching, and now you have Kyle Muller coming in, who's maybe going to serve up batting practice this Mariners team, so I can see the offense breaking out here for the Mariners, but over seven and a half uh, for this game for me, and also probably at a look at a Mariners team total to go over in this game as well. Yeah, there's absolutely nothing uh, I can add to this. The minute you, you look at Auckland, now you start looking at um, the opposition on the run line, the opposition team total, or what the actual total is, and can if Auckland chip in with one or two runs, kind of get you over. So seven and a half does actually appeal as being quite low because you don't often see Auckland that low, even though the opposition often have to do it all by themselves. So yeah, um, well, I mean, pay, pay your money and take your choice on on any of those picks. But yeah, Auckland are making it difficult. Um, to, to do anything else with them at this point. Um, I think, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we've handicapped the full slate of 12 games, Moonaf. Um, so I thought it was quite slim picking side. Obviously, we've got a few games off the board. You've mm. got a one really prohibitive favourite. Um, the lock and dog wasn't straightforward, Moonaf. So what are you going to go for? Yeah, so I'll go with my lock as a game we just talked about. I'll take the over seven and a half in the Mariners and the A's game here. Um, I don't see a Mariners team total yet, uh, but I will back their first five team total over and full game. But I think that the A's can they can score a couple runs here, whether it's two or three. But I, I do feel like the Mariners can put up at least five runs in this game between the starting pitcher, uh, Kyle Muller, and their uh, bullpen here. So. You know, typically when we see the A's, uh, whether they're at home or at or on the road, we typically look at the opposing team team totals. Didn't work out this weekend with the Astros. I know, I know, Christopher mentioned that the offense has been bad for the Astros, but I think Mariners they can take advantage of the uh, pitching of the A's here. So I'll go over seven and a half in this game. A uh, couple of more stats here: uh, A's twenty-seven, eighteen, and two towards the over on the season, but the A's are also the number one team on the road towards the over at 15, six and one 71.4% towards the over. So uh, I'll go with that as my log for my dog uh, Rangers run line minus one and a half plus one twenty five. Dane Dunning. We talked about how good he's been for the uh, Rangers. The offense really broke out this weekend against, I believe it was the Rockies. I think that carries over against the pirates talked about Luis Ortiz hasn't been very good either. So we have the better pitcher, you have the better offense, and I was—I think it was somebody. I think was it Christopher that mentioned that eighty-eight percent of yeah. the uh, victories. Um, yeah, he said eighty-eight uh, percent of the Rangers uh, this season have covered the run line. Your series that just helps me uh, gives me even more confidence. So uh, minus one and a half, plus one twenty-five as my dog for the Rangers. Okay, uh, love those. Love those stats about Oakland going over as well, Muna. Um, my lock is going to be Minnesota. Uh, we don't have a price on it. Like I say, I'd put maybe minus 130. I don't think it's going to be particularly short. I think both pitches will be um, of a very similar stand and there'll be a little home advantage um, towards Minnesota, but that'll be it. Um, yeah, I really like Bailey Ober. The Giants just don't score enough runs. And... Just the record as well on the road, um, the 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 home roads for the, the the two different teams. Minnesota at home have a record of fourteen and eight, and the Giants on the road have a record of seven and thirteen. Uh, so I think that points towards Minnesota going well in this one. My dog, I've got two, I've got kind of two baby ones, um, and I don't know who to choose. Detroit is an option, plus one hundred behind my guy Lorenzen. 
However, I do get Brady Singer wrong all the time. So if I take Detroit tomorrow, Singer will pitch a gem. Um, so I'll take the Dodgers and I'll take Gavin Stone. Um, double-edged sword on this one. I think Stone can go well. I do think he was slightly unfortunate um, on debut. I'm happy to give him more chances. And I'm not hugely in on uh, Charlie Morton. Um, I wouldn't want to be back in Charlie Morton at minus 130. Um, both of these teams can be explosive, both offences. Um, the, and the Dodgers, Dodgers are going along nicely um, at the moment. 12, I mean, they're 12 and 12 on the road. Not a huge problem. But yeah, I just think Charlie Morton's vulnerable tomorrow. Uh, and I'd like to I like to put some uh, some faith in these rookies when we when we see them. It's been it's been a system that's that's paid well on the MLB Gambling Podcast over the few years we've been going. So yeah, LA Dodgers. Um a plus one ten will be my dog. Murraf, anything we need to tell the people about before I can go and rest my weary bones? No, I think we covered it. Uh, another week here for the MLB Gambling Podcast. If you haven't already subscribed to the YouTube channel, go ahead and do so. Um, and then if you haven't already left us a rating and review, wherever you listen to the pod, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, um, wherever it might be, just do us a favor, leave us a rating and review. It definitely helps us grow the show. So um, we're going to have some new voices coming on um, for the MLB pod. So definitely looking forward to that. But other than that, man, I'm now ready for a new week of baseball. Hopefully we can put some more money in the pockets of our listeners. Yes, booming efforts do that. Um, yeah, cheers everyone who followed us on YouTube. It's a good way to get involved. That in the Discord channel. Um, Christopher, um, always first in, and TV, DBJ, uh, loads of other people as well. So yeah, very much appreciate it. Randy was in there earlier on. Um, yeah, thanks everyone. Um, give the Premier League Gambling Podcast a try. Uh, as well, because that's good. The hosts had some good looking. I am going for a bowl of red jelly. Um, so until the next time, we'll see you down the road. Cheers. <laughs>